The Louisville men's basketball team is looking to complete a sweep over North Carolina State as they host the Wolfpack tonight at the KFC Yum Center. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that matchup and more on this episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of your financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. <clears throat> Excuse me. Want to thank you personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Mobile Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned, the Cardinals look to bounce back, suffering their first ACC loss over the weekend as they host the NC State Wolfpack tonight, 9 o'clock tip-off in the KFCM Center, looking to complete the two-game regular season sweep over Kevin Keats' team. We'll talk about why this matchup offers the opportunity for the Louisville offense to get going again. Then we'll transition into that as why I will analyze and uh, justify, I should say, my rationale behind predicting a Louisville victory. And in the final segment, we'll talk about the stuff we usually do, players to watch, keys to the game, etc. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. You can follow my personal Twitter in the graphic at the bottom left hand of your screen. And the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. Excuse me. The NC State Wolfpack are a team that not necessarily trending in the right direction. Since playing the Louisville Cardinals back on December 4th of 2021, they have lost, um, I think it's, yeah, six of their last eight games, which is um, definitely not something that is trending the right way for the Wolfpack, like I mentioned. But this game in particular offers the opportunity for the Cardinal offense to get going again. I would say up until this point, you know, Louisville's best offensive performance probably comes against Mississippi State back on um, Thanksgiving night. Right now, you know, it, it's kind of been a mixed bag of um, inconsistencies where, you know, Louisville has shown stretches in certain games and where they play pretty solid offensively, but there's always, you know, a drought or two, you know, spanning across a handful of minutes that you'll either keep other teams in the game or allows other teams that already have the lead to extend that lead. I think this is the opportunity for Louisville to put together one of the most complete games of the season thus far. The reason behind it is the fact that, let's just let's be honest, it's called spade to spade here. The Wolfpack are not a good defensive team. They are 301st in the country out of 350 teams in Division I in scoring defense. They're allowing their opponents to score a ton of points. Um, not to mention they are uh, basically in the mid-200s in three-point defense and rebounding margin. As we saw in the first matchup against the Wolfpack, and that's another thing that um, you know we want to focus on this one, is the familiarity of the opponent. You know, Obviously, there's no Tamar Bates for the Wolfpack. The 
arguably the best shot blocker in the ACC coming into the season. That's a huge loss for them that cannot be understated. But looking at what the cards did to the Wolfpack early on, they shot the ball basically 40% from deep in that first matchup. Malik Williams played very well. Five players were in double digits. Dre Davis, Noah Locke, uh, Matt Cross, and um, excuse me, L. Ellis. Um, up until this point, I, I feel like um, since that matchup, the cards have grown. They, they've taken a couple steps back. Uh, obviously, they lost to DePaul. They lost to... Um, uh, Western Kentucky, but I feel like they're starting to slowly start to piece things together in ACC play now. Do they still have a little ways to go? Well, of course they do. You know, they're still having close games against team that they probably should be beating by a comfortable margin. Um, and not to mention, I think that they should have beaten Florida State in the first half of that game against the Seminoles on Saturday. The Cardinals scored 40 points, and I thought it was, you know, it was obviously outshined by the Seminoles scoring 50. Uh, in the first 20 minutes, but I felt like the Cardinals you know, played really well offensively in the second half. They had a stretch where they looked pretty good, and then at the very end, shots just weren't falling. This gives them the opportunity now, coming off a loss. You know, hopefully this has you know Chris Mack's team ready to play. Another reason you know I, I like this matchup, you know, in particular against NC State is number one. Yes, they struggle defensively. The Wolfpack do. And there's the familiarity aspect. The Cardinals have already played NC State. They held a 15-point lead in that game in the first half. I mean, they looked very, very good offensively. Second half started out kind of slow, and um, NC State went up by five uh, in kind of crunch time in that matchup. And then Louisville was able to kind of trade buckets and get some big shots, you know, from Noah Locke and then Matt Cross. So... Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a perfect storm opportunity here for Louisville. And, and not to mention, I thought I saw some stuff against Florida State that I had been looking for all season. I feel like, you know, we finally have found a, a possible go-to lineup. I think that if, if Florida State and the rest of the ACC slate has shown me anything, it's that, you know, the JUCO guys, L. Ellis and Sidney Curry, need to be playing a, you know, a good chunk of minutes, more so than they're playing now. Uh, Mason Faulkner has also shown that, you know, he can coexist with, um, you know, L in the backcourt. Noah Locke has, has been playing a little bit better, you know, in the early part of 2022 rather than how he ended it. Um, but he's still kind of um, trying to find his footing. Malik Williams, um, you know, playing arguably the best basketball of his career. Sam Williamson looked very solid against, um, you know, kind of looked like um, he looked very solid against Florida State. Let me go ahead and finish that thought before I go into uh, my comparison of Sam starting to resemble the player that we saw at the end of last year, right? The one that um, was attacking his strengths, whether that's, you know, getting into the mid-range, taking it to the basket, you know, crashing the offensive glass, getting some offense there. Dre Davis has kind of been a player that, you know, we haven't really called upon a lot um, in, in the past couple of games. He had a pretty solid uh, performance against Georgia Tech a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weekends ago down in Atlanta. But ultimately, in this game in particular, I, I look for the offense to shoot the ball well. They're going to get some open shots. The rebounding margin, we'll talk about that here um, you know, in, in a little while in the next couple segments. But the Cardinals being able to get second chance opportunities bodes well because I oftentimes feel like the best offense for Louisville is right around the rim. And um, you know, it's very obvious that Louisville you know, out-rebounded. NC State 46 to 30 the last time they played. So if they can continue that, we'll talk about that in the keys to the game. Um, we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into that. But ultimately, 
I do think, you know, I, I, I don't feel comfortable saying, oh, this is a surefire game that Louisville's going to win by 15 points and they're going to score 80 points. And I just can't do that with the current state of where this team's at. You know, not to say they can't do it, but they haven't blown out a team yet. All of, all of the ACC wins, I feel like, have come by less than five points, um, you know, respectively, in each individual game. The only loss that they have, you know, coming to Florida State, obviously. So, Will they do it? Obviously, you kind of don't know, but they do have the potential. It is on the table. I feel like if they're going to start turning things around offensively, this is a great opportunity to do so. The Cardinals will play a familiar foe um, on Saturday when they take on Pittsburgh, but in this one, you know, this I, I feel like Louisville looked better against um, NC State than any other team that they played thus far in ACC play. And the, the score obviously doesn't kind of you know depict that and resemble it because they had to result to Matt Cross hitting one of the best buzzer beaters in Louisville basketball history or one of the best go-to shots. But they were up by 15 points in that first half, and it's all about you know curing some of those scoring droughts. So here in the next segment, I'm going to explain why I think that this is going to be a Cardinal victory and um, you know why they're going to get back in the win column in the ACC play. We'll talk about that after we talk about our friends at Built Bar. Obviously, it is a new year, and with New Year's, uh, I'm sorry, with New Year comes new holiday resolutions. Um, obviously, you know most of those. If you asked everyone, you know I'd say the majority of America is all about getting fit or eating healthier. But make sure, if regardless of what it is, make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, makes it easier to stick to your resolution. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars are extremely healthy, only containing 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which blows traditional candy bars out of the water. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many different flavors to choose from. My personal is salted caramel. There's a lot of other people that I know that like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, etc. Do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, this is your host, Dalton Pence, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or, or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon off on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And look, there's no catch. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Transitioning now into my justification behind predicting a Louisville victory over the NC State Wolfpack in this matchup tonight at the KFC Yum Center, 9 p.m. tip off. Let me first say, I don't know what it is, uh, you, but I cannot stand nine o'clock tip-offs because you know, at, at you know, at the end of the day, you're sitting there like, okay, well, now I go to bed. You can't even like really, you know, rejoice in a win or kind of sulk in a loss. I guess if you're if you lose, I mean, it, it's a little bit, you know, more relieving that you can go straight to bed. Um, but who's to say you won't do that anyway? 
Um, yeah, I don't judge anybody or anything like that. But ultimately, back on topic, I think that this is going to be a global victory. As I mentioned, NC State is completely trending in the wrong direction. They they came into that matchup against the Cards in early December six and one. Since then, they have lost seven. Um, I, I think I said six out of their last eight. Um, which is true because uh, the Louisville loss made made them six and two. They are two and six in their last eight games. The only victories come to Bethune Cookman and um, Virginia Tech. Now, granted, they have played some teams pretty closely. Closely, Miami they beat or they lost ninety one to eighty three. Lost by two to Florida State. Lost by five to Clemson. But they do have some pretty bad losses against Richmond, against Wright State. They lost in overtime to Purdue, who was the number one team in the country at the time. But ultimately, it's just one of those teams that is completely trending in the wrong direction. Louisville played them, you know, when they're at a high in momentum, played them on the road in Raleigh and ended up escaping, you know, town with a victory. I think that this is going to be, you know, an interesting matchup because it's going to be what we saw last game was um, Seaborn, their top leading scorer. Um, he was not really on his you know a game. Darion Seaborn had, I think, he only had 14 points in that game against Louisville the first time around. But I do think that the Cardinals are playing better than they did on December 4th. I cannot say the same thing for the Wolfpack, and that's kind of where I'm getting at. I think that Louisville is just a bad matchup for the for the Wolfpack. Um, granted, they did have to result to some late game heroics last time around to pull out the victory and get you know one or to become one and zero in the score column in the ACC play. But ultimately, you look at that game and if Louisville doesn't go on a huge scoring drought in the second half, they probably win that game comfortably. They were up 15 points in the first half. They shot the ball really well because NC State allowed, you know, a lot of open opportunities. They're one of the, you know, bottom 150 in um, three-point defense. Like I mentioned, they are bottom 50 in scoring defense. So what they do is they allow a lot of uh, points to their opponents. Now, Louisville is not the greatest in terms of defense, so it still um, has the potential to be very close. But you're at home now. You play a team that you've seen this year, you've beaten. Hopefully this is able to be a confidence boost. And like I mentioned, you can't overlook the fact that overall, you know, I think that Louisville is playing better than they were on December 4th. Now, granted, what you can say in – in opposition as a rebuttal to that is that the team came off of um, they came off of you know two wins against Mississippi State and against Maryland to where the team was probably playing the best basketball of the season but they did lose to Mississippi or I'm sorry Michigan State on the road in East Lansing the game before so I think that the offensive is looking a little bit more cohesive defensively um, I think they're kind of you know right on par of where they were. But at the end of the day, I do think that you know guys who we were looking for to step up have stepped up. L. Ellis being one of those, uh, Sidney Curry, Mason Faulkner, adding different dimensions to this Louisville offense. I'm very excited to see what rotations, excuse me, Chris Mack goes to um, in crunch time and in big situations. Which one he goes to a majority, and you know he's got a you know I wouldn't necessarily call it a problem because I mean it's a good problem you know to to have many guys that you can choose from to play play from but um uh I, I think it is definitely some type of a dilemma because you know you've been starting jared west and noah Locke pretty much all season long and now you know l l ellis and um mason faulkner are kind of the guys that are playing better you know off the bench and you're basically auditioning for more minutes and it looks like you know they deserve some 
be interesting to see, do we see more offensive responsibilities for those two collectively or individually? That's something to be seen. I like Sidney Curry's role in this matchup as well. I think we could be seeing him play a lot of minutes in this game because, like I mentioned, 46 to 30 last time around in the rebounding margin. That um, you know, that's something that I feel like Sidney Curry you know, bolsters that front from. So I do think that it's going to be a game to where it's not going to be as close as it was the first time around. I think Louisville wins by about, I think, six to seven points. I think uh, Darion Seaborn's going to play better than he did the first time around. If you if you mention the fact that Louisville has, has a familiarity aspect to this game, well, then again, so does NC State. You have to play it both ways. So, you know, it, it, to play the devil's advocate, you do, you know, risk NC State playing a lot better because they, you know, have played you more more so than often. But like I mentioned, I think it's it's very key to throw out there the fact that the Wolfpack are trending downwards as the Cardinals are, even though they are coming off of a loss, they still are, you know, on this gradual increase and in uptick in a trend. So... I think Louisville's going to win this game. They're going to get back in the win column of the ACC. They'll be 5-1 and one as they head in um, to Pittsburgh to play the Panthers on Saturday to where they will be 6-1 and one before going into next week. But we won't talk about that uh, just yet. We'll talk about that after this matchup. Um, but there are some keys to the game, some players to watch for that we have to um, identify. We'll do that here in the next segment coming up here shortly after we talk about our friends at NetSuite. I want you to imagine... A scenario. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth and everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, the final segment of the episode will be dedicated to the players to watch for in this one. There will be one from each team and the key players for the Cardinals in this matchup. Identifying the key player for the Cardinals in this one, I think I'm going to go with Sidney Curry. Sidney Curry has been a player that we mentioned is consistently playing better and better. He had, I think it was six points and six rebounds in like 13 minutes of action against Florida State. And, you know, I think you have to, you know, take the minutes, you know, the limited minutes into consideration because it makes it that much more impressive, especially against a team that's 46-4 and on their home court in Tallahassee in the past 50 games. Um, they beat Miami last night, you know, accomplishing that feat, one of the best home courts in college basketball at the moment. So, 
Sidney Curry balled out against a solid team with a ton of athleticism, strength. Um, you know, they have four guys or basically 14 guys that are over seven feet tall. You, you would you would you would be led to believe but um i was very impressed with what i saw from him i like to see that momentum carry over into this matchup especially against a smaller nc state team that does not rebound the ball well his uh style of play the um you know uh you know bang down low you know two-way you know attack the glass on both ends of the court and really um you know be efficient in the paint he's the guy that i'm looking for here for Louisville to have a big game now you know obviously that begs the question well what constitutes a big game you know i think i predicted predicted sam williamson to have to be the key player to watch for for the cards against the seminoles he had nine points and seven rebounds and he looked solid in the first however many minutes of the game and kind of cooled off after that but he still played pretty solid defense um ultimately I think that Sidney Curry, you know, if he were to get in double digits, I think obviously you you take that and don't look back if you're Chris Mack because I think that, that that's a big, you know, a big feat, especially if he's playing limited minutes again. But I just think that his style of play, you know, his frame could really pose some fits for the NC State Wolfpack defense and for the offense um, for that measure. So Sidney Curry, the player to watch for for the Cardinals. When you look at the player to watch for for the NC State Wolfpack, look, there should be – no surprise. It might be looked at as lazy, but the NC State Wolfpack offense goes as Darion Seaborn goes. They have three players that do average over 13.5 points per game. Seaborn, uh, Jericho Hellams, and Terquavion Smith. I do think now, you know, Seaborn, he's averaging 20.1 points per game, leads the team in points per game, leads the team in rebounds per game with 9.8, leads the team in assists per game. Um, you know, it's and while shooting essentially forty, or I'm sorry, fifty four percent from the field, he is a player that did not really look all that good against Louisville last time around. Like I mentioned, he um, you know scored fourteen points. I think he had fourteen field goals attempted, but six foot seven uh, wing, and he you know he's really um, he's a really you know fundamentally sound player, just an overall advanced scorer. So this is a, a matchup for Louisville that. I think, you know, we'll talk about, you know, in terms of the keys of the game, but Seaborn is the catalyst for the NC State offense. You have to wonder how much different this game would have been had some of those shots fallen for him, but obviously you can play the shoulda, coulda, what a game, all you would like. The Louisville Cardinals came out on top of that victory, so... Sorry about that. It's probably a little bit of an awkward pause, but I've got to get, you know, some type of... I'm feeling a little parched. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is pretty straightforward. Uh, Darion Seaborn is the player to watch probably every single game that NC State goes into because he has such a high usage rate. Um, you know, he you know, leads, the teams in, leads the team in points, rebounds, and assists per game respectively. So if you're not picking him as the player to watch, I think that that's kind of like, okay, uh, what are you doing? But it's not lazy if it's true. Remember that. Keys to the game for the Cardinals. Well, what do you know? Number one, limit what Darion Seaborn does on the offensive side of things. Look, I think it's no secret. It doesn't take a rocket science scientist to know to, to notice. You know, this offense struggles when he's not. You know, when he's not able to get going. This is one of those games to where I feel like um, it seems like there's almost like always one opposing player that kind of goes off against the Cardinals. What you don't want if you're Louisville is Seaborn to have like a um, an Antoine Davis type second half performance like you know he had from Detroit Mercy. 
earlier in the season, and Caleb Mills most recently for Florida State having 23 in the first half against the Cardinals on Saturday. It's going to be a matter of I'm very interested to see what Chris Mack and company do to um, individually game plan a defensive you know, schematic system to you know, be put in place to guard Darion Seaborn. Um, but we will see. I do think uh, at the position, having guys like Dre Davis and Sam Williamson, you know, two of the team's better defenders, you're able to uh, put yourself in a, in a good position there. So Seaborn is the player that, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, if he doesn't score, they can't win because obviously he had 14 last game, but, you know, wasn't really all that efficient. They got zero points from their bench, but still got a lot of production from their starting five. So ultimately, you know, they still have other guys that can beat you. That This is no intended disrespect toward them. Obviously, you know, we saw what they did early on in December. But um, the second key to the game for the Cardinals is, well, what do you know? Winning the rebounding margin once again, 46 to 30. I feel like I keep saying over and over and over, but I'm trying to put it in, is that they were plus 16 in that matchup against the Wolfpack in early December. And, you know, with the emergence of Sidney Curry, Roosevelt Wheeler's playing a little better. Jalen Withers, I feel like, is playing slightly better maybe than he was in early December. I still think he has a long ways to go to get back to where he was last year. But ultimately, this is a team that rebounds the ball pretty well. They're top 50 in rebounding. NC State, however, bottom, I'm sorry, yeah, bottom 100-ish in rebounding. That's something that um, the Cardinals need to utilize the keys of the game. Uh, number one, because it limits what they do offensively. You know, if missed shots. You know, I feel like one of the ways that Louisville has been kind of hurt this season is on missed shots because, you know, what we saw against Florida State is the um, offensive rebounding really hurt the cards in the first half. And, um, you know, on the offensive side, you know, if you want to continual – if you want to, you know, continually try to get better on offense, you know, or put together, you know, more consistent performances, this is a, um, you know, a, a spot to do that, you know, against an opposition that doesn't necessarily rebound the ball well. When you do, you're playing to your strengths. If you, you know, get into double uh, a double digit plus um, turnover, or I'm sorry, rebounding margin, I feel good about the Cardinals. Um, your chance in this one. So tomorrow uh, we'll have Jeremy Wallman on the show. We'll recap the game against NC State and all that good stuff. Tell you or talk to you all about that one. And um, definitely keep uh, Jeremy's dad in your prayers and thoughts. Um, you know he had a surgery uh, yesterday to uh, try to regulate uh, his breathing, and it's kind of a last resort thing. Jeremy tweeted out, and um, you know the surgery. Went well. It's just a matter of, you know, time will tell in the next couple of days. So keep him in your thoughts. Keep the Wallman family, some of the best people you'll meet. Um, you know, de- check out the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com. The most recent episode that dropped on um, Friday or last Friday. And then also the Locked on Beds podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.